Welcome everyone to the Equally Responsible Opinion Show, also known as the Arrow Show. A.K.A. Two Dickers on the Couch. <laughs> Even though we're actually sitting at the table. Mm-hmm. So it is Sunday, January 17th, mm-hmm. and we just got done with the divisional round of okay. the NFL playoffs. And what a great four games it was. So the last game of the night was probably the best game. Uh, was it? I think it was. I mean, you had 50 combined points. You had two legends. What? Two legends? Two oh, legends. Sean, Sean Payton and, and Drew Brees, you're right. <laughs> no, nah, you had two legends. You had uh, Drew Brees and you had Tom Brady. Overrated. Statistically speaking, they were one and two in so many passing categories. Touchdowns, yards, uh, wins. It's just too many to name. But we saw Tom Brady, as he usually does in the postseason, uh, he won. Got lucky. <laughs> well, he got help. Devin White uh, for the Bucks had a fumble recovery and an interception. He looked oh, that, was, that was nasty. It was nasty. It he was looked nasty. very good. The uh, Bucks were able to beat the New Orleans Saints thirty to twenty. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady not a stellar game, eighteen to thirty three. Because he's overrated. One hundred ninety nine yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Victor, what do you think about the Bucks beating the Saints in New Orleans? Honestly, like you know how I have how I feel about a certain player on the Bucks. And whatever, like the Bucks won. I was watching the game with you, obviously, and I thought the Saints were gonna pull it out. But then next thing you know, it interception, and we're like, okay, he get that back. Next play, fumble. We're like, yeah, I don't think he can come <laughs> back with this one right now. And Drew Brees, he's a legend, and he it, it's time. I think it's it because they were even saying he can't throw the ball farther than twenty yards. Like he threw that one interception, he overthrew him. He doesn't overthrow players like that. Not typically, no. Not typically. And you could tell he was frustrated with himself. And then when he walked out of Superdome, he was waving at the few people that are allowed there, which they shouldn't be. And then he did that one look back like, I'm going to see this place never again. Right. He so, he kind of looked back and said, this is my, just, my last I, moment. I guess it's only, it's only hurt because like you don't want him to go out like that. With four, with four, four turnovers. So Drew Brees was nineteen and thirty four with one hundred thirty four yards, one touchdown, but he had those three costly interceptions. But again, not all his fault because the one guy fumbled it, and then like it's just like another fumble. Like it's just like you don't want to go out like that, right? Like, exactly. He, after what he did with obviously Katrina, how he brought that city back, like he forever be a legend. But you just don't like seeing the best of the best go out like that, like. He just didn't go out. He went out with a loss. Like, three, three, years, three years in a row, home defeats, three picks. Like, come on, son. Like, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, Drew Brees, speaking of his career, he has 80,000 passing yards, 571 touchdowns. He is, like, I believe, you know, Super Bowl champion back getting that Super Bowl to New Orleans after Katrina, uh, beating the Bears. Um, uh, I just really think... Beating the Colts, excuse me. I really believe that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, no like, question. He'll go in first ballot. And for me, Charger former, kept former, former Charger fan, Charger uh, kept you know, if you don't play Drew Brees, he doesn't hurt his shoulder, um, and Phillip doesn't have to, like, you don't draft Phillip or, you know, all that happened with, with all that in San Diego, that team that went 14-2 and two in 2006, if it's Drew Brees at the helms mm-hmm. instead of Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees who still had a cannon and a deep arm, yes. When he has, you know, Ladanian Thompson, who was the regular season MVP at that point, mm-hmm. do the Chargers win a Super Bowl? Do they win one in 06? They went to the AFC Championship game in 07 and lost to New England. Remember, Tom Drew Brady. Brees changed the whole league of the fabric. Right. That thing you said right. years back, how when he went to there, 
this player didn't go there and that player went there. Like that whole like I mean, scenario it stuff. It changes everything. So just looking at, you know, if he wins in San Diego, do the Chargers even come to Los Angeles if they have two Super Bowls? That's one. They said, uh, we all know the story that Nick Saban was the coach of the Miami Dolphins. He thought the Dolphins were going to go after Drew Brees. They instead went after Dante Culpepper. When that happened, he says, you know what? I can't do this. He goes to Alabama. If Nick Saban stays with Miami and they get Drew Brees, does he even go to Alabama? It's just, like, dude, like, it's just so much like how crazy how one player has so much like sway in history. Butterfly effect. It, it really it's is a butterfly effect. I mean, and, and to see Nick Saban just won his sixth title with Alabama. Mm-hmm. All that could be for not if Drew Brees does not go to New Orleans. Like, that is just an insane way to think about it. Uh, staying in the NFC, though, the Rams, the local team, the L.A. Rams, I will say the only local NFL team, in my opinion. The only local team? How do the you Ram- the Raiders don't play here. They don't play here. They have a fan base. You said local. What's local? No, mean? local fan base. Local. Okay, I'm sorry. We're all out here still. Local. Yeah, local fan they base. They're four hours away. That's nah, local as fuck. That's not local. That's, that's no. local as hell. That's not local. <laughs> Bro, it's a 30-minute flight. If someone's, first of all, COVID. That's number okay. one. Stay off the plane. Good point. Okay, but number two, if I said, hey, Victor, I live in Vegas. Come visit me. Yeah. You going to do it? Yeah. Raiders right there, bro. <laughs> what if it's the off season? Yeah, I'll be there. We gonna watch some Aces games. Uh, you, you know, we gonna gamble. Okay. Come on, sports, so sports, <laughs> get money, get paid. <laughs> the Rams played and they actually lost to the Green Bay Packers. And you and I have already said that the presumptive MVP, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he just played so well. Green Bay, mm-hmm. and it's actually so interesting to me. This is a stat that I just found out. Did you know that this will be the first game? For the NFC Championship, Aaron Rodgers has played at Lambeau Field. He's never been home? He's never been home. That's even scarier. Correct. That's I even, think that's, that's even, big. Because we just put our – we have our our, all those, our our predictions down already. Should we name them out real quick? Let's let's finish these four real quick. But Aaron Rodgers, he was 23 of 36, mm-hmm. 296 yards. He had two touchdowns. Plus, he had that rushing touchdown. Of course. Like, he was just on a mission – I think against the Rams. And again, the Rams didn't have Aaron Donald 100%. Jared Goff, you know, the thumb injury he he suffered. Cooper Cup was out. And the Rams going from L.A. where it was 81 degrees this weekend. It was was nice out here. (laughs) To a cold Lambeau field. Um, But what are your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers going into their matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady? So the only advantage that Buccaneers has is that Tom Brady knows how to play in the code. So it won't be like a – he literally plays his whole career in the code. <laughs> right, so, right. so it's not like he'd be like, what is this? So he'll be adapt to it. Hopefully he can talk to the other players like, listen, guys, like we're going we're gonna to do this, this instead because, trust me, it works out better for you. I'm sure he's going to come in with, with that. With that. Like, he's going to come in with some like veteran tips like, listen, the code, I recommend you guys do this. Or wear this outfit, or put this on, or cleats, like or just in case it's snowing. Yeah, something. Well, that's a big thing. If it snows, I think if it snows, it's Aaron Rodgers' game. Well, I've, I've been winning anyways, regardless. But I think Aaron Rodgers. Do you have fans in Wisconsin? They do. They had fans there, and they had fans How out there going crazy. How full was it? It was. It was. I want to say twenty five percent capacity. Girl, I think was their limit. Was like how close they get to the thing? Was they can't, they weren't that close. They weren't able to land that leap. leap. Okay. Yeah, they couldn't do that. Because I think, but I do think. Like how we just saw Drew Brees go out, I think A Rod's gonna look at that and be like, "Ain't gonna be me." <laughs> I, I truly think he's gonna, he's gonna let that fuel him because he knows he's on the tail end of his career. This might be his last good shot of winning it all, and I think he's gonna ball out. I think another interesting thing too is two touchdowns. <laughs> another interesting thing you can look at as well is 
I think we talked about the great defense that Tampa Bay had. You know, those three uh, interceptions from Drew Brees, the fumble by the Saints, how great Devin White played. If you're Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. you try to keep that defense tired and on the field yes. and get them cold. Mm-hmm. And at the same token, you keep Tom Brady on the sideline. Exactly. I think that's what you have to do in order to go into it. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, these two teams actually play in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And remember, like, the like, the uh, Packers came out super hot and the Bucks also won the game. So I think there's going to be a revenge factor yep. for Green Bay. They're going to come into it and say, oh, no, we need to win this. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to take that personally. I think oh, I, Aaron Rodgers, he takes it personal, and I like that. He, <laughs> no, I, I like how when players, some, some players, they rise to the occasion. Obviously, the team's a team sport, but... We know one player is showing up on on Sunday. We're playing on Saturday or Sunday. They're going to play on Sunday. It's going to be we a know, championship Sunday. We know A Rod is playing. He come <laughs> he coming to play. He said, "Give him my belt. Discount double check." <laughs> so yeah. in the game they played uh, the first time, yeah. Tampa Bay won and Tampa Bay thirty eight to ten. Aaron Rodgers didn't play great. Sixteen to thirty five. Mm-hmm. Only one hundred sixty yards. Had two picks. Was sacked four times. Mm. Did not play well. I think they jumped out to that 10-0 lead, yeah. and then Tampa Bay just scored thirty eight unanswered. I, if my memory serves me correctly, I do believe, just like you do believe, that Green Bay will ultimately end up winning and they will be in the Super Bowl. And my pick, who they will be playing against, which is a revision to Super Bowl One, would be the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, we saw, I know, former AFC West rival for me, <laughs> still an AFC West rival for you. It's not really a rival when we're a better team. But I mean, they well, won the well, Super Bowl last you, year. Well, later, bro. Yeah, I mean, they won the Super Bowl last year, but hey, you know, who's counting? Yeah. The Chiefs, though, they beat Cleveland 22-17. to The big story, of course, was Patrick Mahomes knocked out of the game with a concussion. Uh, he's got a clear concussion protocol. I do believe, like, there's no way he does The NFL will let him clear. Right, exactly. The NFL he's going to sue like, Unless he can't drive a car, be like, yo, bro, you go play. Like, no, they're going to drive him to the stadium. Yeah, exactly. He, he's definitely going to be 100%, 120% being walked around the clock. Everything, he, anything he wants this week, he's getting it. He's not practicing for the rest of the week, probably. He might do a few drills, but they're obviously, if he doesn't play that game, it's like NFL be pissed. Right, absolutely. And it's, the interesting thing to note is he was not had the game, but he still threw for over 250 yards mm-hmm. and one touchdown on 30 attempts. That's really like, they, well done. We just saw how he went down. They were saying he's probably because he was a chokehold. He probably was just like when he wobbled, wasn't used he literally to got choked. Like, yeah. So maybe that's probably what it was. But I think he'll be He ran off the court, off the field. He'll be all right. He'll be playing. He'll be playing next week, and I think another big thing, too, is I have the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. That would be one versus one. The Chiefs will have home field advantage. They're playing against the Buffalo Bills, who, don't get me wrong, the Bills look good, Mm -hmm. but with that game, I don't know, was it the Bills looking good, or was it just the Ravens looking bad? Like, Lamar Jackson, they were trying to run it too much. Like, like the Ravens' offense never seemed to click um, in their defense. Lamar's still young. Like, you know, oh no no! I'm not saying that he got his first one against like his first one against Tennessee in the playoffs. Uh, you know he cleared that hump, and I think he's gonna come. He's gonna keep growing. He's only 24. That's he's gonna keep growing. Part. That's yeah, the scary part. but I, I think now it's like Josh Allen. Like I said, it was like, and the people of Buffalo mm-hmm. are so excited. We talk about Cleveland. When I saw the video of the people like doing the, t- the table dives, oh, I was just like, Mafia. y'all deserve it. Yeah. Honestly, you guys deserve it because they're always there in the cold. They don't care. They're out there every time, so they deserve it. And they've been doing that. That's not just a, a recent fad. They've been doing that for, for at least 10 years. Like remember, at least. As long as I can remember, you sent me videos like, look at these fools out in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was 30 degrees with that wind chill factor. People were saying it felt like negative temperature out there. Oof. And you still have those guys who just for some reason had to wear no shirts. 
in a pandemic and, and it's cold. And it's cold. All I'm going to say is that's very cultural, mm-hmm. if you get my meaning. <laughs> but no, Josh Allen, he threw the ball 37 times, mm-hmm. and Buffalo didn't rush all that much. I mean, they, they didn't. I think they only rushed about 10 times. Their first mm-hmm. rush didn't come until like a, a draw for uh, Josh Allen to run. Mm-hmm. But I, I think what they're trying to prove is we're going to put the ball in Josh Allen's hand. Yes. And I think that's the same thing with what the Chiefs are doing with Patrick Mahomes. It's like we're going to put the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. We're going to see how well he can do. And he's going to lead not only this offense but lead the team. Yes. He's going to set the tempo for the team. Mm-hmm. And now you and I were talking about how Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. has Tyree Kill to go deep. Mm-hmm. And he's got a security blanket. And Travis Kelsey. Now you have Josh Allen. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are right. playing extremely well. well together. I mean, yes. they are just they are clicking on all levels. Minnesota, y'all just do not look smart right now for getting rid of True. Stephon Diggs. Facts. But can Buffalo go into Arrowhead, who also will have fans, which I think is pretty interesting that both both cities yeah. are going to allow fans. Which is the NFL wants this. Oh, the NFL wants this. The that. NFL wants this. Because the NFL, you're, we're going to be sitting at home next Sunday, mm-hmm. championship Sunday, sitting there going, wow, remember games? Yeah. Well, remember exactly. sitting next to remember someone? Sitting next to what? Hate them for no reason? Yeah, yeah. Remember having a hot dog and a beer outside <laughs> for no reason? Now, it, it's going to be uh, nostalgic. I know it that might be. be a little. No, it will be because it's going to It's like how when I look at old videos and pictures still from like years ago, I'm like, Ain't nobody wearing a mask in there right now. Like we're so like desensitized wearing a mask all the time. It's like we well, all mask at. But it, it's, it, it's tough, right? But at least they get to play in front of the fans. At least like it gives them a little more to play for. Because we're not, I get, we're not playing for anybody. We're not playing for nothing but themselves. But now they're playing for all these fans that are cheering for them. At least so. And, and not only that, but they're also playing for a trip to the Super Bowl, which I think is going to be. It's in Tampa, right? Yeah, but it's like, I mean, come on, Tom Brady playing in his first NFC championship game mm-hmm. after dominating the AFC for so long in mm-hmm. his first year with Tampa, he makes it. Like, yeah. that's pretty incredible. Like, I know you have your opinions on Tom Brady, which every football fan has their opinion yeah, on Tom Brady. Brady. But that's, so, that's pretty impressive. I guess the question would be, would Tom, will Tom Brady be the first player to do that shit, to play Super Bowl in his own stadium? Oh, absolutely. I think Tampa, if they make it, will be the first team to ever do it. Because you have to remember for so long, it was only you know warm. It was only warm city uh, places mm-hmm. that hosted it. So, San Diego. Uh, well, he has a it. 50-50 chance of doing it right now. He so. does. And if he adds that to his record, then it's... ESPN won't shut about him, then. <laughs> they'll, just, they'll just keep talking about Tom Brady this and Tom Brady that. He overrated, bro. He they'll probably, they'll probably give him the Thanos glove and be like, yep. nah, bro, you got it. <laughs> nah, <laughs> exactly. nah, bro, like, you nah, got you it. Got it. No, speaking of the Thanos glove and adding another piece to the puzzle, mm-hmm. let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets. So they okay. So listen. Uh oh. So dead ass serious. Like you know how scary this shit is. Like scary, scary. Like you have Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant. These are three of the top ten players in the league, in the world. Kyrie's what top four, top three point guards, best handles in the league. I mean, league. I would even say like Kyrie doesn't view himself as a point guard. He's like, I can get a bucket. And if I need even to. like it's like you have these three, three of the best players, and they still about to get swept by the Lakers in the finals. Oh my god! Like one hundred percent. We don't. We ain't scared. Harden, <laughs> Durant, whoever you got, Lakers and foe. I'm taking all bets. I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> so James Harden made his team debut with the mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets on Saturday. And this man just went off. The beard, 32 points, 12 rebounds, 14 assists in his debut with the Nets. Gets a triple-double. We saw actually another debut who had a triple-double. That was actually former Rockets teammate of James Harden, Mm -hmm. Russell Westbrook. So, who knows? Maybe they just don't like playing with each other. But Kevin Durant added 42 points, 6-26 from the field, 
KD lethal score. As we said, Kyrie can go out there and get a bucket. He doesn't look at himself as the traditional point guard. Mm-hmm. And now you have James Harden, who was out of shape. He was fat, it, but is according he to all that though? stuff. No, he pulled the or wool. Or just like the camera angles that nah, he Nah, nah, nah. James Harden knew what he was doing. James Harden's like, look, I'm going to go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Atlanta. I'm going to go to these adult gentlemen establishments. And get my wings. And get my wings, amongst other things that a man can do at a gentleman's club. Maybe some dies. <laughs> and then what he did was he threw a, not temper tantrum, but... He was, I'm not going to play with these guys. And we saw those comments he made where you had DeMarcus Cousins come out and say they were disrespectful. And not only were they disrespectful, but the disrespect came out long before that. He disrespected John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins by not showing up to training camp, not being 100% in shape. And now he gets his wish. He goes to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And then you said the Nets, they barely beat Orlando, which is true. But still, the Nets, I, I mean... With COVID being out there, right? Mm-hmm. We have COVID. Now, Victor Oladipo, who gets out of Indiana, the Pacers, I think, like, they take a step back for at least for this season. Yeah. So, oh, real- Pacers lost a lot. Because with, with Carla, with Car- how do you say his first name? Karius LeVert. Karius LeVert. He Depending won't be able to play. The, hopefully, the mass is not what, we, what, we, what they're, just, they're hoping is not. Hope it's like kidney stone. But, but I just think, you obviously, you have three top ten players. But is that enough? Will that be? Will Will Kyrie even play again? I mean, well, I think Kyrie's going to play. I think he's going through some personal stuff. He'll play. He'll lock down. He'll lock in. But you look at the Eastern Conference. Boston has had COVID issues. You have the Sixers game got canceled. The Sixers game got canceled. They lost to the Grizzlies. They're saying that they were actually to cancel their game because when they played against the Grizzlies, test came back positive for COVID. But the Sixers, they've been kind of up and down this year. Embiid, Simmons, we're still waiting for that. Doc Rivers, first year, Philly coach. I really do believe Brooklyn will run the table through the East. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even think it's going to be close. I, I really don't. I, what like, team can stand in front of Brooklyn? You can't You can't double team. Like, you can, like ev- yeah. not only can every guy on there mm-hmm. score, but they can put the ball on the ground and That's score. That's the scary part. Like, they don't have to be open. Like, Kyrie, James Harden, KD can, like, you, put the ball on the floor and get a bucket. I guess the argument comes down to who would you rather lose to? Like, which player would you rather let, let, let him go off and guard the other ones? I mean, the only, I mean, it's tough because James Harden, we, we've seen what he can do in the past. I mean, he's an MVP. KD, MVP. KD is disgusting still. KD, and you know, you know how I feel about KD. He's the best player in the NBA right now. Lethal, lethal from anywhere on the court. Loves to play ball. Is he playing full minutes or is he restricted? No, he's playing full minutes. He scored 42 points. Like, he's playing full minutes. And I think that's another thing. You had Steve Nash, who... Played with that Dwight Howard, Kobe Bryant team. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like, wow, egos. Now he's going to, like, learn how to have to manage these egos and say, hey, guys, we're trying to win a chip. Mm-hmm. How can you do this? But I think the most interesting part of all of this was former Rockets coach Mike D'Antoni telling Brooklyn Nets general manager Sean Marks, hey, I want James Harden. I think a lot of us thought, wow, the relationship that those two had when they when it ended in Houston, oh, they're never going to see each other like again or play yeah, with each other again. Said. That's what everyone said. That's where the rumors are. But the fact that they are now on a team together and Mike D'Antoni lobbied for Harden to come to Brooklyn, this team is going to be scary good. I I mm-hmm. I realistically cannot see a team beating them in five in the, in, in the Eastern Conference games. Finals. I just can't. How long are they all signed together for? That's a good question that we'll have to look up. I know KD probably has another like four years on his contract. 
Damn. So, like, I still think Lakers sweep them in the finals, but. No. I mean, I don't think so. It's tough because, one, you're kind of on AD and LeBron to be there healthy 100%. Team-wise, Lakers is deeper now. Because. I mean, that's, that's got rid of though. a lot of players. They got rid of a lot of they players. Like you look at scoring. you, you look at Jared Allen. Like he's gone. That's, that's really good defense right there. Like can DeAndre shuffle all? Can he anchor the defense down I mean, now? That's a good question. But you're also when you say the Lakers, you're also putting a lot of faith in Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Kuzma, who won a ring last year. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people know that he wasn't at his best in the postseason. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mark Gasol, you're hoping for his defense rebounding. Uh, you're hoping just for a lot of these guys to kind of come together. I mean, Her- Montrez Harrell, like, you got to have him give you at least, let's 10 say, 10 to 10, 10, 10, like maybe 12, 10 if he can give you that. Mm-hmm. But you're asking for him a lot because maybe with LeBron being a year older and with this the offseason being so much shorter for the Lakers, mm-hmm. when you look at James Harden, yeah. yep, he played in the bubble but wasn't as long as the Lakers. KD didn't play KD last year. And Kyrie, Kyrie didn't play. Taking breaks right now. Exactly. So when so, you look at the Nets, they might have fresh legs come playoffs. So you think the Bucks? Not now, I, I can't. Like, you know how I feel. And I've said this to everyone and, like, all our friends. I said this. And it's a bet I have. And I have all challengers on this bet. Mm-hmm. Giannis signed a deal for five more years. And in my opinion, in those five years, the Bucks do not win a championship. That's what you did, Silas. I did say that. I just don't That's think so. It's, I do not trust Giannis mm-hmm. in the postseason. We saw what happened with Giannis against the Dallas Mavericks on Friday night where he went one of ten from the free throw line. Mm. And that allowed the Mavericks to stay in there. It's If you hack a Giannis, you're really hoping for Chris Middleton to bridge that gap. Like you're, you're really hoping that Chris Middleton can step up as a number two. And, yeah, if I'm DeAndre Jordan... Yo, I will hack. Yeah. I will hack Giannis. And use, KD, use, my, use my six fouls up. Do it, like do it. And then on the other end, if you're playing defense, well, Giannis is going to get tired playing on both ends. He will. Like we see, like LeBron can do it. Obviously, we've seen that. Kobe. But he also conserves it. his energy for that. Right. We we've seen that. But can Giannis do that? Especially can he do that against a three headed monster? And I don't think he can. Because at least with LeBron, he can shuffle the load to AD a little. But Giannis has no one else to rely on but yeah, himself. Exactly. At least that's that's how I view it. So People then, in Milwaukee probably view it differently. I guess after seeing what's happening with these games, does the NBA end the bubble again? I I have really been for a bubble, and I understand why the NBA mm-hmm. chose not to. Well, they can't do that many games. It was it'll be torture. No, for no, them. no. It's I mean it's too many teams, and I think. I think the biggest issue was the NBA wanted to come back for Christmas Day. Like, let's keep mm-hmm. it all the way 100. Like, they did not want to give up that Christmas Day of five NBA games. And I think that kind of hurt them as well because Christmas Day this year wasn't great. No, a lot of blowouts this a year. Lot of blowouts. And the best game you had during Christmas was the Boston Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets, which which was great through the first three quarters and mm-hmm. the fourth quarter the Nets pulled away. But that game was in the same time slot as the New Orleans Saints versus the Minnesota Vikings when Alvin Kamara ran for six touchdowns. Yep. And fans, like, fans are always going to American football. Like, always going to football. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's how we are as American culture. And that hurts the NBA. But I understand why they had to do it. And I think it was too soon to try to get regional bubbles. Vegas, Chicago, Miami. Maybe you look at, what, Jersey mm-hmm. for the East Coast. It was, it was too tough. How would you split teams? Um, and, it, and not only that, but there were zero cases of COVID in the bubble. Mm-hmm. And I think the saddest thing that we saw on Friday was the Minnesota Timberwolves game got postponed. And Carl Anthony Towns tested oh, positive for COVID. I saw that. I was like, no, no. Like, and he said, he said to my nieces and nephew, I promise I won't end up like grandma. 
in a box. Talking about his mother who passed away. People? I think it was six people in his like, family passed away so from COVID. Insane. And now he's testing positive for COVID. That's so crazy. And if you're Adam Silver, I don't know how you can look at this and still put games on. They didn't, I think I saw a quote from either. I think it was Lillard or someone said, like, these players got to start getting their minds right because why are all these cases? Like, I get the cases are going to come out, but you guys got to isolate yourselves. Right, I will correct. mention how the Lakers have no problems right now because it's levels to this, and we're literally locked. We're, they're locked in. The rest of the league is obviously not, but these players got to do something. Like, I heard, like, a two-week break they're talking about doing possibly. like To kind of reset everything. But it's just like, I think the NBA is, is scrambling right now because they're freaking out because all these games are being canceled. And they want their money. No, they absolutely want their money. But I think you have George Hill, the Oklahoma City 12-year you know, veteran, who said, I'm a grown man. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to sit in my room. If it's that serious, maybe we shouldn't be playing. And I think that's the sentiment for a lot of viewers. Not, not so much. Again, the reason why they're playing is because the NBA PA, the Players Association, agreed on it. was, look, look, you want your money? You want to keep this lifestyle, but owners aren't going to pay you to sit on your behinds and not do anything. You guys have to come out and play. And as much as we think, oh, my God, these guys are millionaires, zillionaires, they're rich, why not take a break? One, they're competitive and they want to play. Some of them can't. And some of them, don't, some of them, most of them don't have the luxury to sit down. They're looking for that stimulus, that stimulus check, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think $600 is going to fit into the million-dollar lifestyle. You know, I just don't think also, so. Also, I think George Hill's confidence is really tone-deaf as well. I don't think I, so. I, get, I agree with him. On one extent, I get you right, but like, if it wasn't that serious, then we wouldn't be playing. It's like, it is that serious, so don't say it's not. That's no, but you're like saying that. you're saying if we should take COVID this seriously, and you want me to self isolate mm-hmm. and sit, and I can't do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. if COVID is this dangerous and the risk of me catching it can postpone and shut down games, mm-hmm. is it really worth it for us to be doing that? I get you on that one. And I kind of agree with him, and but I think Adam Silver looked to those owners, and those thirty owners said, "No, these boys need to play." On that conference call, said, "Listen, somebody got to die. We got to get this money." <laughs> I don't know if that it was that deep, it but I, that deep. I I do believe it's like, "Hey, we're not going to do the bubble because we can't make money off of that." The TV contracts are you know pretty good. I think sixty percent of the revenue yep. comes from TV. But I really do believe they wanted players to play in their home arenas. But you're absolutely right. These players need to self-isolate. They need to stay at home. But it's tough to do that when you have... Moving parts. They're flying. They're flying. But look at Kyrie. Like, not only does he not want to sit still and stay inside, but you also want to hang out with your friends. And it's easy for us to sit and stay at home and Zoom and do all that. But if you're an NBA player and you got money, you're like, I don't need to do that. And Kyrie Irving got fined eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and he's just like, whatever. okay, like he that was nothing to him. Like he's like, whatever. yeah, almost a million dollars for not playing, breaking COVID protocol, and Kyrie Irving will be fined more than eight hundred fifty thousand dollars, and I don't think it's going to hit him. He doesn't care. Well, no, he's going through something serious, and that's what that's the thing we need. To, that's what people would need to kind of let him let him try to figure out that let let the Nets organization deal with that because I think there's something more going on that he wants to talk about. That we don't we don't need to know we don't we need to know because not our, our personal business. So hopefully he gets the help that he's looking for. But at the time being, it'll just be hardening Durant out there playing. Just keep it moving. Absolutely, but you look like the Washington Wizards. They had to cancel some games. Uh, the Phoenix Suns they had to postpone some games. 
And the question is, how do you make all these games up? That's the biggest question. That's the question. I was like, okay, you could postpone it, but like, you guys are on a strict schedule, and there's not a lot of wiggle room. I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm pretty sure they probably plan for like one or two games to be like postponed, depending on certain cities. Correct. But they probably weren't expecting this many at the same time that they're discussing taking a two week break for everybody to quarantine. Right. That's basically what that is, though. Yeah. Like, that's, that's why I, I think players like George Hill, when they hear, like, oh, we got to go for two weeks, he's, players are going to be out here. We're going to definitely see some player on, on, in, in Cancun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what They have a two-week vacation. We're 100% going to see some player in Tulum or some other, some other country or some beach, and it's going to get released. And basically, we're like, all right, we're going to find him. And he's going to say, no, I'm quarantining in Cancun. It's like, all right, bro, like, you can do all that, but it's just you're going to see it happen. You had millionaires do that. I, I believe it was a Texas legislator mm-hmm. who got caught in a hotel room, not in the state of Texas, even though they're on lockdown orders. Mm-hmm. Because you're rich, you can just fly, and you mm-hmm. have all this. Yeah, com- you can go so for two weeks. and But it's like, that's not the same, bro, but I get you. <laughs> exactly. Quarantine's being, you know, not vacation and coming into contact with people still. But I think the NBA, the NBA show, they – They'll do what it takes to get this season going. I think they'll figure it out. They just have to. They might have to like. I think they should have less games. I think it's too many games. Are you are you of the when you had Major League Baseball? What they did this past year, where they only played regionally. Like yes, as a Padre fan, the NL West only played the NL West. Uh, if they play anyone else, it was the AL West. It was basically all the See, teams that were close to them. I think I think because baseball, because how they always, they always kind of play the same teams. Like they don't always play everybody in, in the whole the whole league, right? Correct. So they're more used to that kind of stuff. With basketball, can you imagine if it was only the Pacific Division play each other the entire season? Oh my god, it'd be fantastic! It'd, it'd be, be fantastic it, basketball for California. It'd be cool, but then I think I think the NBA is looking into like. I guess, okay, if not a bubble, what are the odds that NBA goes, all right, we're going to stop this. We're going to do regional play. Everybody plays in L.A. Like, you guys all play in L.A. or Arizona, vice vice versa. Or, like, they divide, they divide it into, like, those states. Okay, you guys are all going to play. We already know Florida can get, get the home games. Like, right, we, we right, know, right, we right. Know the NBA is like, who who has games allowed? Florida, OKC, guess what? Y'all play in OKC. Because <laughs> I, think, I think the NBA is going to be looking in. They're, for sure, they're rich. Like, they have... They have marketing people. They have health experts that they're they're talking to that they're going to look into and see, like, how can we do this in a way to still make money but still be safe? Correct. And the biggest question is, in what cities or what locations can we house this many people and keep them isolated? That's the tough part, though. Like, L.A., obviously, L.A. is too high of a rate. I think they'll try to go away from it. However, they want to play in L.A. because they can But, like... Do they shut down the Ritz Carlton for all the NBA teams? Right. I mean, it's also tough you know, because then, like, if you're the Clippers, do you have to be on the road while the Lakers are at home, mm-hmm. or do you just double up? Because the same day, yeah, they just change the floor back to how they did. Yeah, but now. then think about if you do that, if you double up, that means you're having four different teams all playing in one arena on the same day. And you have people coming in, touching the court, right? And, and you have is hockey back on? Hockey just started. And they're playing in LA. They're playing in LA. So then you have, that's another place. So now, I, damn, this is crazy. Exactly, is exactly. Crazy. And we're looking at, and it, I think it's so interesting that you had Gary Bettman, mm-hmm. the commissioner of the National Hockey League, say it's cheaper for us to close our doors than it is to play another season. Basically, saying it's cheaper for us to cancel the upcoming season, mm-hmm. but still that. Any, that players association, players? that players association came out and said we're going to play, and I think you and I have talked about it that the NHL sold their divisions. Oh yeah, you talked about, you're talking about <laughs> no, which is, is a genius. 
it's genius, but is is like where does it like end when it comes to is the NBA next? Um, I just think the NBA is just too me. I think or what do you think the NBA does like a towards let's say when they get to like 55, 55 games and it's like the playoff picture is kind of clear now. Like all right, they clinched it, and the bottom fourteen. Like all right, unfortunately, you're not on the bottom. You're not the top three. Everybody else go home. These teams are only playing in these cities. I mean, it, it could be just to get people some. So the NHL divisions are the Scotia NHL North Division, the Honda NHL West Division, the Discover NHL Central Division, and Mass Mutual NHL East Division. So the National Hockey League sold their divisions to corporate sponsors. We, how many years did it say? How long it's just it's just this like this one so, year. It's a, so the tryout did. It's a trial, but Basically, I mean, that next year's gonna be Pepsi or someone else. Like, well, it, it's interesting that you bring that up because we saw the the NBA. First of all, it's the WNBA actually was the first one to do it. They took a page from soccer when they did the like you have the corporate logos on their jerseys, and I think everyone said, "Wow, well, okay, it will stop there." But no, it's just gonna continue to grow. I think as they, they need they money. WNBA because. Like the the men, the men's have it, but the, I first of all I hate those stupid little patches. <laughs> I think it looks so tacky. I really do think it looks tacky. Yeah, I think it looks really tacky. I get it, like, but like I when I buy my jerseys, I don't want that stupid thing on it. Like I don't want wish on the Lakers. Like, wish for what? Like we're the best, and we don't get a wish for nothing. Like we make it, we make our own great wishes. But we'll see. Like I think they're gonna put more. It's actually interesting because the fact that we're speaking about the NHL. We have to bring this up. We have a listener of the show, Mary Sanderson from Arizona, brought up a Vander... Hey, what's up, Mary? <laughs> Mary, you know, friend from high school, loyal listener. We love her so much. It's actually interesting because Evander Kane, who plays for the San Jose Sharks, actually filed for bankruptcy over the weekend. He uh, was in debt by $27 million, according to his report. And the biggest question is, how does a professional athlete go broke while they're still playing. I think we've seen the 30 for 30 broke and we hear about all these stories about athletes going broke. How, but it's it's what level of balling of balling was he at though? So it says Kane has made nearly 53 million in his career. He's balling ball like that. Yes, he's one of the like best you know hockey players in the league right now. I would say probably top 10, top 15. Uh, on the filing that uh, was according to capfriendly.com, he had liabilities listed at 26.8 million mm-hmm. with assets of 10.2 million. The athletic notes that the sources of Kane's losses are not clear. The petition indicates that he has lost $1.5 million in gambling over the last year. There, there's, there's the problem right there. Yeah, and the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas also cited a lawsuit against Kane for unpaid gambling bills last year. So, number one, Vegas always going to get their money. Let's be real about that. But I think it's interesting that you have someone of this caliber who's this good who's still playing that's in debt. Because I remember listening to Scotty Pippen, how he kind of went bankrupt, and... It's people hear the word bankrupt like oh these idiots like lost their money but it's like no Scottie Pippen he lost some of his money on bad investments correct and obviously he didn't do the research properly or maybe the investment just didn't pan out the way it was supposed to pan out which is why it's called investment you, know? <laughs> you never know I think it was like a video game thing which is probably like who knows what it went what it was but maybe I would I would look in, I would obviously they're gonna look into it like they're gonna scout through all of his financials like maybe he had is he having a divorce. No, not that I'm aware of. He was clearly living beyond his means, like wildly. Like, or he had the means, but he was just making, you know, he was writing a check his butt couldn't cash. 
or he was maybe no it probably was like how MC Hammer buying too much stuff for too many people. I mean, it and could be. Up on him. You never, you never know, and it's we should we should be really cautious about how we speculate this. Yes. But there has to be more research. But I just thought that was a very interesting story that you have someone in the prime of their career. They got the bag. They got, they're, they're, he they're still the bag. getting the bag. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're exactly. Still, he's not even got the bag. He is still cashing the check from the bag. Because like, <laughs> they, they, I looked it up how players get paid. They obviously have, some of them, some of them get paid every two weeks like regular people, or some get like the lump sum up front or the back end on however they structure their contract. But typically, they get paycheck every two weeks. Yeah, direct deposit. So that means he was getting a direct deposit, and he was like. Spending his money like, oh, I'm gonna spend April's money in January real quick. Right, right and when he got it, he was just gonna he pay. Would, it. I, I really question how many cars he has. Like, oh. you know what I'm saying? But like, hey, well, how how many years is he left in his career? Is he still like old? Okay. His no, no, he's still pretty good. And and you have to remember, like the hockey players, they can go from being you know defensemen playing scores and yeah. all that, and then they can just grow. They can play into their 40s, basically. That's true. So he. If he's, I'm, I'm assuming now he's on over the news. Hopefully, he gets a good uh, financial manager, and he's like, "All right, bro, what we gonna do? <laughs> we go, we gonna stop spending steak tonight? No. First of all, when you when you go to play the Las Vegas Golden Knights, that's all you're doing. Oh, you're playing oh, the Golden 100%. Knights. Hundred percent. That's all you're doing. If the team is nice, the team is looking out for him. They're gonna give him a little assistant. And your job is to lock him in this room, and he is not allowed to leave. No, you know what you do if you're the team. You're you live in San Jose. You're the San Jose Sharks. You fly into Vegas day up, play the game, then you get the hell out of there. Oh, he. he <laughs> the team go, okay. The owner's going to be playing. The owner's going to be like, oh, you broke, bro? Hey, like, smell like broken here. <laughs> smell like broken. <laughs> <laughs> owner looking at him like, mm, why don't you go do with them checks, player? Like, yo, bro, I paid you. Like, yeah, hey, look exactly. at the contract, son. Like, yeah. Oh, I feel so bad, real. Hey, but uh, shout out to Mary Sanderson for that was, that was her question. That Mary want to know about hey, Evander Kane. I'm so glad up. she uh, she listened to the podcast. And again, if you guys have any questions that you want to get to us, Victor, we're now on Instagram and Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah Instagram and Twitter. The E Rose Podcast. The E Rose Podcast. The T H E E R O S P O D C A S T. Boom! Perfect. So you can find that on Instagram and on Twitter. And we also had a question come in mm-hmm. from Twitter. Kill a cam. C murder, as we call him, the legend himself. So this question was interracial relationships during today's political and social climate. Now, this question is very detailed, but I will look at the expert in the room on this topic, who is William Curtis Sheehan. <laughs> Go away with it. Well, why are you an expert? Please? Okay, first of all, full government name. Hilarious. Number one. But number two, my mom's black, dad's white, product of an interracial marriage. Mm-hmm. And I, I, when, I fir- when you first brought that question to me, I think you have to break it down in two parts. Yes. Because at this point, I think it's more divisive mm-hmm. to date someone who doesn't line up with your political beliefs than it 100%. is with your color. And mm-hmm. that, to me, is very surprising. And again, you and I, we both grew up in Southern California. We mm-hmm. both went to a magnet school. We've both been around multiple oh, okay. you know, shades and colors and races and ethnicities and religions and all that type of stuff. But this made me really think and go... I don't believe that dating someone outside your race is still as taboo as we think it is. Now, do I think it's as normal? No. But I do think it's interesting that when you look at some commercials or even television shows, you're starting to see a lot. Like You're you're starting to see more uh, interracial couples pop up in just regular TV ads. Which I, which growing up, you never saw that. And not only did you not see that, you didn't see their kids. You didn't see biracial kids. So now I think that's pretty interesting. 
and but the political aspect of it it changes everything it changes everything because i think if you went back and you said hey i'm a ronald like ronald reagan republican Mm -hmm. i believe in less government spending more corporate business should be able to laissez faire do whatever they want and then you go to someone like let's say you know barack obama who's Mm -hmm progressive hey obamacare let's make sure everyone uh has affordable health care those were two different things that i believe people could at least work around yes and would at least at the very least be a very uh civil you know very just like kind of like a normal conversation it would be a heated debate but it's something that you can get through with civility it's chicken and steak it's like i like both but i could do either one exactly Mm -hmm. but now what you have now, now you just got a lump of excuse me, like you got a lump of shit. Yeah, <laughs> you got a lump of shit. And now it's like if you if, if all you have to say are you know those five letters T R U M P, and mm. if you go on a date with someone and she says, oh yeah, I voted for him not I, once but twice. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, that was me at the Capitol. <laughs> it might be a totally different so, situation. I think now is actually deeper than saying that that five letter word. I think now when you hear the word, oh, I'm a conservative, you automatically assume, oh, no, you're against everything I'm about. Because the way the media has portrayed it, that media has portrayed, like, when your parents got together, obviously, there was obviously a different, one was white, one was black. That was kind of tabooish back then. Kind of. We're, we're talking about the 80s, too. And it was. Also, it was. This is also a regional question. In L.A., it won't be as looked upon, like, okay, whatever. But if you're in the South with that kind of stuff, they're going to be like, what are you doing? Right, Even exactly. so today in certain parts of the South, or certain parts of the world, in, in America at least, are doing like that. But I think now the political climate has changed so drastically now that more people are, are charged up into it and have been radicalized in the sense of like, yo, when you hear the word Republican, like, for example, whenever I see an American flag, I don't think of America. I think of Republicans and Trump supporters. And, that, and that's sad. It's sad that mm-hmm. we can't even look... As liberals, like mm-hmm. I will speak as a liberal, progressive liberal, I can't look at the American flag without thinking, is this person, no, that's does what, this that's person what is want so me to be why, here? So it's like, imagine you're on, was it Hump, like, was it Bumble now or Twitter, wherever these little apps are, these little kids are playing with nowadays, <laughs> and you go on someone's page and they have like a bunch of, whatever I see on Instagram, if their bio has American flags in it, I know off the back they're Trump supporters. But okay, so I think this is my biggest thing when it comes to the political question of it because I believe interracial dating is just going to continue to go up. Oh yeah, and that and that has Swirly's a, time to come in. Swirly, my app idea, which I will pitch everyone in on uh, maybe next episode. Next episode, yes. Uh, but when you look at interracial dating, it's such a a difference now, whereas it was looked at as taboo back, as you said, back in the eighties and before that. But I think the thing that's so interesting is. We grew up on the West Coast, and it's always these coastal, quote-unquote, coastal liberals who are okay with interracial dating. But you're starting to see a lot of the Midwest become more and more interracial dating, and that comes up with – my biggest question is, how did y'all meet? Because – I always think that. You know, because in the Midwest, you still have a lot of places that are segregated, mm-hmm. and it's, okay, Bumble, Tinder, all these apps that this grown man is still playing on. Uh <laughs> How like why why did you choose that or is that a preference or how did you get that attraction and I, I really want to know more about that but going back to the political thing I think the biggest question is and this is something that is simple it's basic but it's something unfortunately the politicians that we have in Washington D.C. I don't know if they're asking enough how can we meet in the middle if I meet a if 
how do we meet in the middle? Bro, like meet in the middle. If it, I know it's it, it's tough because we're on this pendulum swing. Mm-hmm. George Bush is this, Obama's this. Okay, now we need to go. Trump is this, and now Biden. We kind of think he's yeah. back in the middle. But if I'm on a date with a girl, mm-hmm. and she's a conservative, and she has American flags in her bio. Yeah. Don't tread on me. T-shirts. It's like, okay, I kind of know where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But my question is, one, how did you get to that conclusion of, <clears throat> excuse me, how did you get to that realization or that political belief that you have now? Mm-hmm. And do you understand my political belief and how I got there? Mm-hmm. And then how can the two of us coexist. meet in the middle? Not coexist, but how can we meet in the middle and then like work towards it? And there's one thing that all couples do. Uh, just ignore the elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like push it to the side. So that's actually a good point. I think because before when Trump first won, when Trump won his first election, stories were coming out how people were getting divorced because of political views. Right. And before that, like before that, I don't think people really were like, OK, you're Republican, Democrat, whatever. Like we love each other. But now it's just such a divisive topic that people can't even say like I have. I have friends who, like, don't talk to their parents because of their political views. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. imagine, I, I've met people who, like, tell me they met, went on dates with girls who were on the opposite political spectrum as them, and they were, like, the entire the entire date, they discussed politics. See, but that's, like, and come that's on. Not, it's not a date. It's, we all know the three things you never talk about with someone you just met. Politics, sex, and religion. I'm going to talk about the people I know. Right, exactly. Well, before I, I still, I, it's like till this day, I still don't know people's political views, but I think I shouldn't because I'll probably yell at them. I, I think it's this: you don't bring, I want to say, don't bring that bullshit in here. Like, <laughs> listen, here. if if I'm at work That's and the podcast, and I've been watching TV mm-hmm. and I've been watching MSNBC all day, and it's super left leaning, and she's been at home working on the computer. And she had Fox News on in the background, and she's just overhearing stuff. What about Antifa? What about Antifa? And then she hears that. It's like, look, let's leave that at the door, and let's talk about something else. Mm-hmm. But let's, if we're really into this relationship, let's talk about what really matters most. And I, I think that goes love, care, all that stuff. Trust, like trustworthiness, yeah. which I think is a huge thing in relationships. And can we build on that? And I think mm-hmm. that's where you have to go from there. But the politicalization of where we have to stand, mm-hmm. I think you have to have to leave that at the door. Like I don't want to say don't. I never want to go to bed angry. It's like mm, no, you're gonna go to bed angry. No, we're like, every night. Yeah, exactly. Are you, like, are you are you gonna stay up? Because I'm going to sleep. There's there's some times where we just might have to happen. But I think that's such an interesting question. And where we are now, you really think about it. Wow, interracial dating. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not it's as like, taboo as it once it's was. It's not as taboo as it is. But I think it's been spotlighted again for no reason. Because people look at you as like, oh, like you guys both must be liberals. Because like they could both be Republicans. They could be, but like think, uh, the Adrian Louisville who didn't want to press charges against the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> he, oh my God, Daniel, Daniel Coon ass Cameron. I'm sorry, but like, oh my God, I'm going on Twitter today right now. I'm tweet that full today. Oh my like, God, I was, I was on, I was on him, bro. I was on him, but yeah, like. It's it's a weird it's a weird topic because I I read a study how people on, during Zoom and stuff their first date they're asking questions about your political views and off the back and I think that's sad because you're you're now you're now assuming mm-hmm. oh I know who you are which I again I go back to it why did you get to this way mm-hmm. and how do you think Trump or conservatism or uh, Republicans how do you think that's going to help you get to what you 
see this country growing into. Mm-hmm. And if they come up with an answer that you may may or may not like, mm-hmm. that could really kind of skew. But also it depends on how fine she is. Like again, Curtis, I mean, again, she's a re- she's a Republican, yeah. but I love or you. She's Democrat. No, 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 no. She's a Republican, but I love you, Stacey Dash. Right? You got some weird beliefs, but hey, if you're Stacey listening, Stacey Dash is a fucking idiot. Hey, she's she's she still got me though. Okay, she's still clueless. That was my girl. Listen, just because she's beautiful on the outside, she's ugly on the inside. Her Amen. beliefs make her ugly, bro. I will go to bed happy that night. Oh, my God. <laughs> you said sometimes you got to go to bed happy, sometimes you go to bed. <laughs> sometimes you ain't going to sleep. Hey, hey that you know, night I go to bed happy. I'm, I'm going home afterwards. Hey, Dion from Clueless, Stacey Dash, you crazy. You talk some stuff out your ass, but ooh, you're still pretty. She's doing it for a gimmick, bro. She you know must what? be loved. Let's, let's, hey, I will love her. I will give her a hug if she needs it. Mm. Let's invite her on the show. How about that? You call her people. Let's get her on the show. Let's talk. <laughs> but speaking of, that's a great question. Shout out Cameron for bringing that up. That the is, legend himself, the goat, the legend. No, he's a legend, bro. Like you don't even know him, man. Uh, again, Victor, this came from Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. So tell the people again how they can ask us questions on Twitter and Instagram. So you can go to the official page, the Eros Podcast, T H E E R O S P O D C A S T, or you can always just message me or Curtis as well. That does work. Oh, that's right. But before we go. We didn't want to say his name on the podcast, but we already brought it up. But it will probably be one of the last times we say his name, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump. The last time you and I sat here, oh, yeah. he had not been impeached. Well, he'd been impeached once. Now he's been impeached twice. Mm-hmm. And on Wednesday, he is leaving the White House. Officially. officially. He's officially. Now, the House impeached him. They had articles of impeachment drafted up. They passed a resolution. It's now going to the Senate. Mitch McConnell, uh, a.k.a. Franklin the Turtle. We still don't know what he's going to do. No. I don't like Mitch McConnell. Yeah. He, uh, anyway, it's Sunday. It would be nice. Um, that He doesn't know how he's going to vote. He doesn't. He hasn't said how he's leaning for the Senate. He, like, And we still need to talk about Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. Like, how are they not been expelled from the Senate for their do actions? Do you not see this? the video? Like, my homie, uh, Be Like Mike on Instagram, follow him. And then he posted the video of them, of them chanting in the center call, like, Ted Cruz and Senator Hawley would like us doing this. That's what that's what they were chanting in there. Of course. Why, why wouldn't they be chanting that? Mm-hmm. But the best thing I saw from the weekend was there was moving boxes. There was moving boxes outside the White House. It is time for him to go. Get your stuff. Get your bleep and get out. Don't stay in the carpet on your way out. We got to clean that anyway. We burning all this shit. But Joe Biden will be inaugurated on Wednesday. And that's probably the next time you and I are going to do a podcast because most of the time we talk about politics. It's been very depressing or angry. Not this time. We are going to see this man leave after the only president to be impeached twice. Mm-hmm. And hope. And I just, Victor, there are so many things that can happen after he just gets out of office. Mm-hmm. New York can come after oh, him for New- taxes. Oh, no, New York is coming after him. New York, like they're uh, foaming at the mouth right now. Oh, absolutely! They're way. I think, but the second the second he's officially not a president anymore, you're gonna see an indictment go right in. <laughs> oh yeah, the, absolutely! The he's officially out. Boop. <laughs> uh, hello, hello, <laughs> hello. He's not here yet. Oh, he's, he's right there. <laughs> What's up? Rudy Giuliani is asking for twenty thousand uh, dollar day retainer fee since Rudy Giuliani was mm-hmm. going across the country spreading these crazy lies, these crazy theories, these crazy conspiracies about how Trump actually won the election, which we all know is a bunch of you-know-what, mm-hmm. and he's now saying he wants 20000 retroactively per day. Donald Trump said he ain't paying that. Uh, newsflash, Donald Trump, you can't afford it. That's why you ain't gonna pay it. 
Uh, we saw his bank said, hey, we need our money ASAP. We are no longer supporting <laughs> you. Play, yeah, the banks they aren't playing. Play. This man thought, oh, if I become president, I can change the laws. I can change the system. That's what he was doing. I can change the way American has governed. And I can have it to where it benefits me. We saw where Nordstrom's maybe a little too late, cut ties with Ivanka Trump. But it is all downhill for the Trump family. And I think that is just so fitting as we start this new year. I And, and also Joe Biden has already announced that he will be getting rid of the name uh, Operation Warp Speed for the COVID vaccine, which newsflash. That was never, ever at warp speed. We are a year like we're going to be a year into it. And we're about still in COVID. Birthday in it, right? We're gonna have my second birthday, which I'm calling my 30th birthday, the trilogy. It's gonna be the trilogy. It's gonna be a movie. It's gonna be more like Parasite, where I'm just gonna be stuck working for the you upper class. You gonna catch a parasite? You don't see in the house. <laughs> catch that virus. Hey. But I just, Victor, you can hear the joy in my voice. Oh, I know. You have no idea how happy I am. Oh, you have no idea how happy I'm gonna be. And I think Wednesday, we just have to have a special special pot. You yeah. know what we should have for Wednesday? What? Hopefully, we should have the whole team here. The whole team. I here. mean, we haven't had the two Kevins yet. The Kevins haven't come on the podcast yet. Yeah, there's, you guys know, there's not only us two on it. We've been on the last two episodes, or three episodes. One still a hidden file. We're not going to post that no time. <laughs> but there's two other people, and like black people, they always late. Uh, hey, you know what? One's on vacation. One's on vacation. He's socially distanced on vacation. Yes, he is. Yes, the he other is. one is working, just like we're all working. We're working. He's staying safe, but we got the two Kevins coming in soon, mm-hmm. and hopefully we can get everyone together for a special, special edition of the Arrows podcast, the Equally Responsible Opinion Show, mm-hmm. so we can all probably much have the same opinion mm-hmm. about this orange, peach, Fake hair, small hands, overweight, McDonald's eating. Tell them how you feel. You know, just this in debt, married to a. You know what? Let me stop. I could go in if I wanted to. I could could go in if I wanted to. You know, I could go in, Victor. Mr. I can't golf. You know, anyway, (laughs) I call him President Bunker. President Bunker. He stuck in the bunker on the golf course. He hid in the bunker when black people were coming after him. He's President Bunker. Okay? (laughs) That's how I'm going to remember him. He's Mr. I'm going to stare at the solar eclipse. That's who he is. He's Mr. I caught COVID. That's who he is. Okay. You you should be able to fucking Donald Trump roast dogs. Hey, hey, hey. hey, They don't want that. They don't want that. FBI don't want that. They don't want the E-Rose mentality. Hey, they don't want want that flame. All right? They don't want that. Hey, come from the mud. Uh, (laughs) Hey, bro. I'm just built different. Built there. Hey, no, but <laughs> we we are supposed to have our next, hopefully, have our next podcast for you guys in on in a few days on Wednesday to see President-elect Joe Biden and the first ever African American Indian woman get elected as Vice President. That's such be such an honor for us. Uh, Kamala Harris cannot wait to see that. Hopefully, we have our full cast and full crew with us on Wednesday. What's the what's today's date, right? Correct. Right, so we're going to please make sure you download this, uh, like, subscribe, share. Where can you listen to it at? Uh, Spotify. We just submitted a review for Apple Music. So we're going to try to get on Apple Music mm-hmm. for all you Apple people out there. I know some of us are slaves to Macintosh yep. uh, as we record this on a MacBook right now. Enjoy uh, for life, but yeah. <laughs> but if you would like more, uh, Victor and I, please feel free to follow. Uh, my name is at Curtis Sheehan on Twitter. Or at chill underscore Kurt eighty nine on Instagram, mm-hmm. Victor. Where can people find you? And once again, where can people find this brilliant podcast? 
So you can find me at VIC underscore GW4Os and 3Ds on Instagram or Twitter because I'm good like that. I have a name for both of them. <laughs> or if you want to find the podcast, the E-Rose podcast, T-H-E-E-R-O-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. At this point, everyone, please stay safe. Enjoy Martin Luther King Day. That is going tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Please, whatever you do, be nice to every black person you see. Uh, <laughs> 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 we deserve this day, even though the two black people here will be working. Yep. Uh, we should have a holiday pay. Have a day off, honestly. Oh, I'm off to wait. I work tomorrow. Damn. Ah, uh, see. No, yeah. but I get holiday pay, but I say I'll go in and get bonus pay. Uh, okay. Okay. You know see, you're Even working the system. I, I guarantee tomorrow I'm, I'm clocking in. I'm sitting down. I wish somebody would tell me where tomorrow. <laughs> like I have a dream, you nigga. I swear to God. <laughs> no, but please, by all means, Dr. King, mm-hmm. uh, everything he meant to America, everything he meant to not just you know Black America, but everything he meant to America as a man. Wouldn't you say you're, his, you're his dream because you're a mix? You know, he wanted white people and black people to play together. My Man. parents played just differently. Uh, but, <laughs> but still. But still. You know what? I think we should just end the podcast there. Uh, so happy birthday, Martin Luther King, Dr. King. Happy birthday, bro. Uh, please make sure you like and listen and download this podcast. We'll check you guys out on Wednesday. Wear a mask.